Hey, my friend, welcome along to the Medicinal Chef's Nutrition Nuggets podcast, helping you get clarity on nutrition. I'm Dale Pinnock, the Medicinal Chef, best-selling author, nutritionist, and creator of Nutrition Coaching Monthly. Every week here in the podcast, I'm going to be answering your questions and discussing key topics around the field of nutrition to help give you clarity and to expand your knowledge. Hey folks, how you doing? Hope you are all well. well. I'm sitting here in my office looking out the window, the sun's shining, there's not a cloud in the sky. I've pretty much had a bit of a red letter week as well, so there's a lot to feel good about. But you know what, we don't always feel at our best. We don't always feel super positive and upbeat and sometimes, <clears throat> you know, we can be left feeling a little bit sluggish. And I'm not talking about severe chronic depression here. I'm just talking about the normal mood fluctuations that we can experience as human beings day to day. Now, whilst I don't necessarily think that diet can be a cause of these things, I mean, obviously, if you're not eating well, and you're feeling completely knackered, and like you're dragging yourself through the day, it's pretty hard to actually feel like you're whistling Dixie. But I do think that food and nutrition can be a very effective tool in the management of these kind of issues. Only part of the picture, of course. I mean, you know, that's, that's the weird thing with the brain and the nervous system. It's both biochemical and experiential. Our, you know, our external experiences and traumas and, you know, emotionally charged things can obviously affect us. But then the biochemical terrain of the nervous system can affect us as well. So it's it's a weird interplay. But certainly from the biochemical point of view, food and nutrition is a valid tool. So I want to have a little chat about some of the important nutrients and key foods around that. Okay, food to boost your mood. Number one, the first nutrient that I think really should top the list is the amino acid tryptophan. Now, tryptophan is an amino acid that, I mean, for any, anyone that don't know what, doesn't know what amino acids are, obviously we've got people from all different backgrounds and all different levels li- listening to this podcast. Amino acids are the building blocks of proteins. Proteins are basically strings or sequences of amino acids bound together in different ways to form different types of proteins. The individual bi- building blocks are called amino acids. One particular amino acid, tryptophan, this is something that can actually cross the blood-brain barrier. The blood-brain barrier is very basically like a, a very tightly policed barricade that prevents potentially damaging things getting into the brain. I mean, you think about like toxic substances, preventing those kind of things from getting into the brain or at least getting into the brain at a, at a rate that the brain couldn't handle, i.e. getting hammered. But also, it selectively lets key components in. Certain components have the ability to cross the blood-brain barrier unimpeded, and tryptophan is one of those, providing there's certain circumstances accompanying it, which we'll talk about. Now, tryptophan, once it crosses the blood-brain barrier, will actually get converted over into something called serotonin. Now, serotonin is a neurotransmitter. Neurotransmitters are chemical signals, okay? What the mainstay of nervous activity is, the, the most of the activity that goes on in the brain and the nervous system is 
is in the form of an electrical impulse called an action potential. Whenever the brain is sending messages, this message exists in the form of an electrical signal. But our nerve cells don't actually touch each other. They're, They're next to each other. They're in very close proximity, but they don't actually touch. There's a small gap between nerve cells, and this gap is called the synapse. The electrical impulse can't cross that gap. So the only way that one nerve cell can tell the neighboring nerve cell what kind of signal is being sent is by converting its electrical impulse into a chemical one, the chemical one being a neurotransmitter. Now, I'm going to talk about those in a little bit more detail when I talk about the next nutrient. But serotonin is a neurotransmitter involved in elevated mood in feeling good when it's in the brain when it's in other parts of the body it does different things you'll hear people talking about oh most of the serotonin in the body is found in the gut so your gut makes you happy no it doesn't serotonin in the gut does gut things serotonin in the brain does brain things it has many many roles to play even plays a role in bone density maintenance so it's a very very diverse substance but in the brain it's involved in feeling good in lifting our mood in helping us to feel that kind of elated joyful feeling The amino acid tryptophan you will find in abundance in foods like turkey, tuna, bananas, and peanut butter. Those are some of, you know, just the the four everyday rich sources. Getting those in your diet in a... you know, in uh, regular amounts, excuse me, I've got a real bad frog in my throat, I don't know why, in regular amounts can actually help to replenish serotonin. And also before bed, you could have a tryptophan-rich snack and the serotonin will actually convert into melatonin which helps you to get to sleep i've spoken about this in the sleep podcast anyway but you know it's it's got some very very diverse roles to play so increasing your intake of tryptophan you can also get a supplement called 5-htp which is 5-hydroxytryptophan this is basically halfway through that chemical process of turning serotonin of turning tryptophan into serotonin one of the midway points is the formation of something called 5-hydroxytryptophan which then goes on to turn into serotonin so you can supplement with that but speak to a healthcare practitioner first because there can be side effects if you really don't need it okay so that's nutrient number one tryptophan the second one surprise surprise omega-3 omega-3 fatty acids the simple there's a few reasons for this firstly omega-3 fatty acids particularly dha docosahexaenoic acid are involved in maintaining the structure of the myelin sheath now when you look at a nerve cell or a neuron you look at a neuron The long body of the neuron, which is what the electrical impulse travels along, is called the axon. Now, along the axon, you'll see that there's there's capsules of fatty membrane that line most of it. But this lining takes takes place in like little capsules. And in between those capsules, there's tiny little exposed areas of axon called the nodes of Ronvier. And the electrical impulse will actually jump across those exposed areas from one exposed area to the next. So that whole structure of the myelin sheath and the node of Ronvier are vital for proper carrying of the action potential, that electrical impulse produced in the brain. The myelin sheath can degrade. Normal metabolic events can cause breakdown or otherwise known as demyelination. Providing we've got a good intake of DHA coming into the diet, we can actually remyelinate. We can actually lay down fresh myelin and maintain the integrity of that structure. So that's reason number one for omega-3. Reason number two, 
I spoke about neurotransmitters, what they are. Now, the neurotransmitters, these are the chemical means by which one neuron can pass information to the next. The electrical impulse can't jump from one to the other, so the electrical impulse needs to be translated into a chemical one so that the chemical one can actually cross that space, actually get out into the synapse, which is the gap between the two neurons, and talk to the neighbouring neuron so that neighbouring neuron knows what kind of message to fire off. Now, these neurotransmitters are stored in uh, the nerve endings in little bubbles. They're almost like little bubbles that contain the neurotransmitter called vesicles. Now, the vesicles, once once the the message, the, chem, the um, electrical impulse gets to that nerve ending, depending on what that message is actually saying and what information it's carrying, the relevant neurotransmitter will be kind of activated and the vesicles containing it will move to the very, very edge of the membrane. They will bind to the nerve cell membrane and almost turn themselves inside out. So they push their neurotransmitter content out into the synaptic space. The, the cell membrane needs to be very, very fluid and very, very supple in order for that to happen effectively. Omega-3 fatty acids help to enhance the fluidity of all cell membranes, but it becomes particularly important in the nervous system. And then the third part of the picture, once the neurotransmitters actually spat out into the, into the synaptic space, <coughs> the neighboring neuron actually needs to know that it's there, needs to be able to detect it and translate what it's trying to communicate. And we do this by means of neurotransmitter receptors. The neurotransmitter receptors are receptor sites found on the neighboring neuron. When these receptors detect the neurotransmitter, they can then relay the electrical impulse. Omega-3 fatty acids help to maintain the structure of and regulate the function of neurotransmitter receptors. So omega-3 fatty acids are vitally, vitally important. If you're happy to eat fish, oily fish really are the top of the list because they contain the long-chain EPA and DHA, which actually take care of these kind of events. Preformed, you don't have to worry. You can also supplement with a, a fish oil, but not just fish oil. You want one that just says omega-3. When you look at supplements, you'll sometimes see fish oil, 1,000 milligrams, but then you read the amount of EPA and DHA on the, la- the label, and it's very, very small. What I want you to look for is a supplement that says omega-3, but one that's from fish, and then you want about 750 milligrams of EPA and 250 milligrams of DHA. Now, I'm not sponsored to say this at all. This is just my personal preference. There's a brand called Wiley's Finest Peak EPA, which I use. Not in any kind of collusion with them or anything. That is just, you know, my my particular go-to because it's got that kind of amount in it. If you're vegetarian or vegan, then do not, under any circumstances, believe that you can get all the omega-3 that you need from nuts and seeds. It just is not going to happen. And I've spoken about this on many occasions, but basically, as human beings, we are very poor at converting ALA, which is the plant form of omega-3, into the long-chain EPA and DHA, which are the ones that actually feed into metabolic pathways in human beings. We just don't do it effectively. So you could be eating the diet of a canary and still not be replete in the omega-3 fatty acids. You can get a supplement that's derived from algae 
which has EPA and DHA in it. Just take that. Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. Everything is covered. So that's omega-3. We've got tryptophan. We've got omega-3. Now moving on to the B vitamins. B vitamins can make us feel good for so many different reasons. Firstly, they're the main nutrients involved in converting food into energy and actually manufacturing ATP within the cells, adenosine triphosphate. This is the energy currency that our cells run on. Anyone that's ever like studied biochemistry and looked at that horrific thing that is the Krebs cycle, you'll notice... Um, Flavin adenine dinucleotide comes in at some points in the Krebs cycle and nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide, NADH. Those two things, nicotinamide, that's niacin. And the other one is riboflavin. Two important B vitamins in converting food into energy. If our energy levels aren't high, if you're, you know, you're not feeling energized and perky, you're not going to feel particularly happy and you're not going to feel particularly like, you know, grabbing life by the nuts and really going for it so that's the first and simplest way that it can actually affect things secondly and most importantly the b vitamins are involved in neurotransmitter synthesis the actual production of neurotransmitters particularly serotonin so get the b vitamins down you whole grains brown rice good multi-grain breads quinoa dark green leafy vegetables all of those are great sources of the B vitamins. You can supplement as well if you want. Just make sure you do it in the early part of the day. Otherwise, you ain't going to sleep. <laughs> Trust me, I've done that before. So B vitamins. And then the last one to talk about is the mineral magnesium. Now, I, I think I spoke about this in the sleep podcast, but magnesium helps our body to produce more of the neurotransmitter GABA. Now, GABA is the primary inhibitory neurotransmitter, basically meaning that it tones everything down. It relaxes everything. It just makes us feel more relaxed and calm. Modern life, I mean, for me, like after after a day in London, I live, I live out in the countryside. I'm looking out my office window now and I'm lo- looking over a massive park and we've got woodland that lines all the rest of it. After a day in London... I feel absolutely frazzled, like I need to go and sit down in a dark room. When life is throwing all that crazy stimulation at us constantly, like we've got sensory overload, we've got, we've got noise, we've got visual stimulus, we've got all of this stuff, it can make us feel pretty tense. Additional GABA can just help to calm things down, make us feel less stimulated and much more kind of focused and clear-headed. So magnesium, the primary food source for magnesium will be dark green leafy vegetables. The darker the green, the better because of chlorophyll content. Chlorophyll is similar to human hemoglobin. Hemoglobin binds iron to it. Chlorophyll binds magnesium to it. So the greener it is, the more chlorophyll it's got, the more chlorophyll it's got, the more magnesium it has. And then also, again, you could supplement if you want to, around about 400 milligrams at a time, uh, any more than that can cause uh, the earth a kits, basically. It can cause stomach upset. And yeah, it can just help to calm things down and make us feel more focused. So those are my four go-to nutrients to give our mood a bit of a boost and to help us feel better. So if there's any question that you want me to answer here in the podcast... If there's something you want to know about, if there's any kind of nutritional myth you want busting, if there's just one specific thing that's been on your mind that you want clarity on, then do drop me an email, dale at 
themedicinalchef.co.uk. And of course, check out the website, themedicinalchef.co.uk. Until next week, my friends, see you later.